to the Totally Curious Podcast with me, Olive. Welcome back to the Totally Curious Podcast with me, Bunny. We are a family of four who are totally curious about wildlife, wild places, and new adventures. We share interviews, activities, and stories to connect you with the great outdoors, different cultures, and unique experiences. It's a big world out there. Join us as we fuel your imagination and inspire your next adventure. Today, we are in Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. There truly is no other landscape quite like Bryce Canyon. I have to blink every time I step close to its deep, breathtaking canyons, as it truly feels like something out of a movie or a dream. It's no wonder they affectionately refer to it as nature's fairyland. It is filled with geological and historical wonders. Bryce holds a piece of my heart, and I'm so excited to be here interviewing a park ranger to teach you all how spectacular this park truly is. Hi, and welcome back to the Totally Curious Podcast. Today we're at Bryce Canyon with Ranger Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here at the canyon? Sure, sure. So, yeah, my name is Ranger Sophie. This is my second summer. I've been working at Bryce Canyon National Park. I am originally from the St. Louis area back in Missouri, mm. and I've been traveling with the parks uh, for about five years now off and on. I'm an interpretive ranger, so it's my job to tell you what you're looking at, why you should care about it, and how you can keep it protected for the next seven generations and then on. Ooh, tell us more about that then. Yeah, so my job is essentially education. Um, so I get to come out and do all sorts of presentations about geology, wildlife, what kinds of trails, that kind of thing, and how you guys can help. And some of the best things that uh, everybody can do to help preserve this park and conserve it, keep it protected, is following the seven principles of leave no trace. And Ooh. I want to talk about just a couple of them. Uh, the first one is to plan ahead and prepare. And that means making sure you're checking the weather, checking your trail guide so you know how long you're going to be out, how long your trail is, which means how many snacks you need to bring. <laughs> and water. Uh, and how much water, <laughs> that's for sure. Especially at a park like uh, Bryce Canyon, where we're up at 8,000 feet, you get mm. dehydrated very, very quickly. Um, we're also much closer to the sun than most mm. folks are used to. So sunscreen is also very important, Excuse right? Me? That's why we have this. Yeah, that's why that's you've got a water, water pack. Water yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea, making sure you've got water with you all day and making sure that gets refilled throughout yes. the day as well. Another very important uh, of the seven principles is to travel and camp on durable surfaces. Mm. So that means staying on the trail and camping in designated campgrounds, right, and campsites. So it's important that we stay on trail for a couple of reasons. Olive, Benny, can you tell me a little bit about what you think that might be? Why is it important to stay on trail? In case of any snakes, definitely there's a lot of tall grass and if you're walking in the forest. Yeah, definitely. So on the, the snakes and tall grass kind of thing, every time you go off trail, there's a chance that you might be stepping on plants and wildlife, Excuse right? Me? Go ahead, Benny. In case you die. In case yeah. you die, yeah. yeah. Especially That's, at this canyon. Yeah, <laughs> it's very dry here. And if yeah. you go off trail, you might get lost. You might not make it back in time, right? And then folks like myself and our other crew members, we have to go out and do a search and rescue, which can be a pretty risky maneuver at times. So we like folks to stay on trail and stay well hydrated along the way. You also want to be sure you pack out any snack trash that you create. So any mm. granola bar wrappers or anything like that. 
because you want to make sure the, the wildlife Excuse doesn't get me. that. Go ahead, like, Benny. What did you see over What's there? This? That's cool. Oh my gosh, sweet moves, Benny. You were just mentioning something like that, Benny, right? Did you see some trash on the side of the path over there? You're wondering why, yeah. right? Yeah. Why's there floss right there? Yeah, someone put yeah. their floss right there. Uh, hopefully that just fell out of someone's pocket and they didn't notice. Yes. And they didn't pick it up because they didn't notice. But otherwise they would have. Um, one other thing I do want to mention, especially for the kiddos, is that all of our national parks, some national forests, and even some state parks have what's called the Junior Ranger Program. Mm. And it's a great way to learn about the park and learn how you can be good stewards of our public lands. We have it here at Bryce Canyon. Uh, you do a little booklet, some of the activities in there, bring it back, and you can earn a badge just like mine. Only yours mm. is wooden at our park. Sound pretty fun? <laughs> Have you done one of those before? Yeah, I've already gotten two badges. I've, um, I got one at the Grand Canyon and one at and one at the Colorado River. Um, the first time we got to the Colorado River, it was like really dark, the middle of the night, and we just drove over a bridge. But then yeah. we went down to the beach when we got when we went back to the Colorado. Very cool. Do you know where that was? No. Yeah? Not exactly. Excuse Fair enough. That no was worries. another part that we Excuse camped, but we me. got our ranger badge in Grand Canyon. Okay, yes. got it. Very Excuse cool. Me. Yes, I got these many medals. You have yeah. that many? That's so cool. Are you going to collect them all? Yeah, I have yeah. three medals. <laughs> yeah. I have two. That's yeah. awesome. Are you going to do the Junior Ranger program here at Bryce? Yeah. yeah. Do you have that. any booklets? Or I do you don't know where have we can any with them? me, but they are available at the visitor center. Okay, we'll have to make yeah. sure that we do that. Yeah. Um, do you have any interesting facts about the rock formations? I mean, these hoodoos sure. are amazing, right? Are you wondering anything about them in particular, Olive? Yeah, well, that ancient store with the coyote yeah. and all those ancient people. Yeah. I want to know more about it. So the ancient people you speak of are the Southern Paiute Nation. They've been in this area since time immemorial, and they have a lot of different stories about this, how this area formed. I am not of Paiute Nation, nor is it winter, which is Southern Paiute culture storytelling yeah, time. So we heard. Um, so I'm not going to tell that story, uh, but it is available online, I believe. And we do have a sign right over on the rim trail that talks about it. Um, the word hoodoo, though which is what we call our rock stacks, actually comes from a Paiute word, udu, uh, which is essentially means a place of fear or discomfort uh, and relates to their story of how this area formed. And then when white folks showed up, they misheard, added an H, and uh, we're stuck with hoodoo now. Interesting. Yeah. So we can properly call them udu, huh? We certainly could. <laughs> yeah. But real quick about how these rocks formed. It's pretty wild, right? So we're up here at 8,000 feet, but we weren't always. We used mm. to be down at sea level. Wow. And this area was a basin, and it filled in with water into an area that we call Lake Claron. Mm. Uh, and as sediments, or different little rock particles and whatnot, and minerals came into this area, they dried, they dried up with the lake, and they called it lithified into solid rock. So we've got sedimentary rock here. Sandstone, mudstone, siltstone, and, mud, and uh, limestone. Ooh, so the top those? layer, though, the top layer, which is kind of the white one, is called a dolomitic limestone. 
and it's a much harder rock. Keep going. <laughs> so the top layer of rock is called dolomitic limestone, and it forms a cap, kind of like my flat hat, on top of the softer layers of rock beneath it, right? Fun. So it protects it from the top. Yeah. But as forces of erosion take place, like frost wedging, which is when water and ice gets between the rock and it breaks it apart, we end up with the plateau forming into walls or fins. Those break down, you get windows that form in there. Eventually, the top layer collapses. That's how we get our hoodoos. Then those continue to break down into sandy hills. And that sediment gets washed away by the Perea River and our monsoon rains all the way down into that Colorado River Ah. and all the way down toward the Gulf of California. All the way over there? Yeah. That's wild. Erosion takes place every single day. What's up? Is that from the big flood? Is that a big flood that pushes it? So we don't have a lot of flooding here, but we do have our monsoon season rains. So every day in the summer... Sometime between roughly noon and 3 p.m., we generally get a storm that comes through. And it brings rain and lightning and high winds. They can get kind of scary at times, honestly. But they're short-lived, thankfully. And then the sun usually comes back out. Yeah, we saw on the sign it said, look out for a lightning. Stay stay away during the lightning time. keep in mind, when thunder roars, you go indoors, okay? Thunder roars, you go indoors. It rhymes. Yeah. That's right. Make it easy to rewind. Yeah. What is that? Bug. Do you well, see a bug? Sure. Yeah, a bug. We'll have to explore that. Something to put in the memory bank. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Indoors. Definitely a good one. You know, I'm not sure. Like another one called, we, near where we live, we have to remember um, three leaves. Let it be. There it is. Poison out. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. we have lots of that where I'm from. We watch mm-hmm. out for that all the time. Um, any? Uh, I'm seeing that you're looking at bugs, Benny. Is there any um, interesting wildlife that we can look for while we're here? So we've got lots of really cool wildlife in the park. The main one that people come to see here is the Utah prairie dog. Mm, it's endemic to this area, which means it's found nowhere else. Wow. Uh, it's a very cool one. They're often found in the meadows throughout the park. Uh, and if you look out, you'll see these kind of mounds of dirt. Mm-hmm. And that's a prairie dog hole. Ooh, we got to keep track of one. them because they're endangered. And so they often come out to the roadways. And so that's why we have to drive very slowly and obey speed limits while we're in the park and keep an eye out for that wildlife. Um, In addition, we've got a lot of different bird species. Mm -hmm. We have um, ravens. We've got osprey sometimes. We've got peregrine falcons. We'll have eagles, sometimes bald, sometimes golden. Excuse me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look at my socks. <laughs> Is your sock kind of dirty? And it looks blue. It's yeah, blue. He was you happy to find socks. his blue pair of socks. I this love morning. that. I we couldn't that. locate them. What? Sometimes you gotta find the, the right Excuse socks. Me. What a color? What color is your favorite color? Ooh, that's a Ooh, good question. My favorite color. Ooh, that's a tough one because my favorite color changes from day to day and kind of with the seasons. Ooh, I like that. Right now, I'm really enjoying a nice kind of springy green because we're getting into spring, and so it makes me happy when I see that new growth. What's your favorite animal? Ooh, my yeah, kind of like that green, like my backpack. My favorite animal. Ooh, the one. Let's go with my favorite animal that's in the park here is actually the pronghorn, which is neither a goat nor an antelope. They are an ancient species. They're North America's fastest land animal. No way. Yeah. So we have both the fastest land animal and we have peregrine falcons, which are the fastest birds. That's pretty exciting, right? Yeah. And the pronghorn are very cool because 
they have stuck around, right? So their predators have actually died out. We used to have a leopard or a cheetah, I apologize, mm. not a leopard, um, a cheetah that was their main predator, but we don't have cheetahs anymore, do we? So the pronghorn are so fast that they can outrun basically anything that isn't very, very lucky. Wow. They're pretty incredible. They've got horns that kind of come out from the front and curl back, but they also have a prong that comes out toward the front. That's Ooh, why we call them that pronghorns. That fun to see. Yeah. And it's your 100-year anniversary this yes, year, right? It is. It is our centennial year of our designation as a national monument okay. back in 1923. Now, in five years... In 2028, we get mm -hmm. to do another centennial celebration from when we were redesignated as a mm -hmm. national park. Ah, okay. Yeah. So come back in five years and see us again, right? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Do you guys have any other questions for me about the park or about myself or anything? What does that sign say? This sign says, Geology Talks, Rim Walks Meet Here. Mm. So we have a geology talk every day at 11 a.m., so we'll be out here again tomorrow having somebody tell you more about the rocks. Ooh, we'll have to make sure we come for that, huh? Yeah. You said you had, had a question too, Olive? What was it? Yeah. Um, what is your favorite animal? In the park, I like pronghorn. That one. But yeah. overall, I'm a big fan of dogs. I know it's basic, yeah. but they just bring me so much joy. Yeah, actually, me too. Yeah? I like dogs. I'm a big fan of them. But my favorite animal is a hedgehog because they're really tiny and Excuse cute. Me. And they can okay. roll up into tiny balls like really boys. Yeah, that's pretty cool, <laughs> huh? Excuse me. Yeah. My favorite animal is a cat and a dog. You cat like a cat and a dog? dog? That's yeah. good. They're easy enough to come by, right? So you yeah. can get a little bit of joy out of almost every day. Yeah, that's true. There's always a dog to pet or cat to see. Huh? I love that. Any other fun facts or fun stories to share with us before we leave here, Sophie? Oh, there are a whole, whole lot of them, and they change every day, honestly. There's a lot of different stories in the park. Um, definitely read up about it, honestly. Yeah, There's we'll do that. plenty to share. Yeah, yeah, we'll check it out. Anything else, Oliver Benny, for Sophie? Well, why are pronghorns ancient? They have been around for a very, very long time. Their species hasn't changed very much in the last thousands of years. And so that's why we call them ancient. Mm -hmm. They've been the same pronghorn for a long, long time. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. We so You're appreciate welcome. chatting with you. Yeah, it's been great chatting with uh, you all. Can I show you? <laughs> that was such a fun and informative podcast with Ranger Sophie. Right after we finished talking with Sophie, she actually led us down uh, one of the paths that we were at and brought us over to a Ponderosa pine. And she told us a really fun fact. If you sniff the trunk of the Ponderosa pine, it actually smells like ice cream. It's like a delicious caramel scent of an ice cream cone. We all really enjoyed taking a moment and sniffing the trunk with her and learning a fun fact about this tall, gorgeous tree any, that you can find anywhere throughout Bryce Canyon. As we left the tree and the trail area that we were at, Benny reminded us Although we can smell the tree, we can also give the tree a nice big hug. So we all enjoyed some big hugs and said goodbye to Sophie the ranger. 
Shortly after we spoke with Sophie, we were fortunate enough to see one of those prairie dogs that she mentioned. It was on the road like she said it would be. So we stopped traffic on our side and enjoyed saying hello to the little fellow. And then something really unfortunate happened. For our little listeners, you may want to close your ears. We saw one of um, the visitors turn the corner very sharply. Greg, the kiddo's daddy, tried to stop him, but he didn't see us. And he did bump our prairie dog friend. Exactly what Ranger Sophie had tried to avoid and what Bryce Canyon tries to avoid with the many signs on the roads to go very slowly. This driver unfortunately didn't and came around the corner too fast. We're not sure what happened to our prairie dog friend that day, but there was a ranger nearby who came to help him or her. So it went from a very exciting moment to a very sad moment. We decided to share that today just so you could see what it really is like and what our responsibility is to follow the rules at the parks and the read the signs and do our best to protect the wildlife that is so sacred to these areas. The other thing we wanted to mention and was right by the incident that we just spoke of was if you visit Bryce Canyon, be sure to stop by the visitor center. It's full of history and activities. And we just really enjoyed going through all of the things that you can do there. Bryce Canyon surely is a magical place and we hope you're able to visit it sometime soon. for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review as it helps other listeners find us. For resources we mentioned in the podcast today, including a link to the story if we read one, as well as coloring pages of the location featured, click the link in the show notes to get your copy. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Goodbye.